on the Newman Jets Audio Network. This is the JetCast, the official podcast of Newman University Athletics, featuring exclusive interviews with coaches, players, administrators, and more. The JetCast podcast is brought to you by South Central Ceiling and Paving, online at scsealing.com. Mel Hambledon Ford, Pepsi, Allstate Insurance Agent Mike Light, Eck Agency, Donlinger Construction, Big Corner Creative, Dr. Brennan Lucas and Advanced Orthopedic Associates, Keystone Solid Surfaces, and by Overland Charters, the official transportation provider of Newman University Athletics. Here's the voice of the Newman Jets, Blake Kreps. The Jets returning to action in MIAA play coming up this week with the Northeast Oklahoma Swing. The Jets 2-5, and 2-5 five, and five in the MIAA coming off a 76-42 loss at Emporia State. Road will not get much easier this week as Rogers State lurks, an old Heartland Conference rival, coming off their first ever NCAA tournament appearance, and they finished second last year. They're down at the bottom of the MIAA standings and looking to make a rebound. Joining me is head coach R.J. Allen as we start episode number 30 of the JetCast. Uh, coach, appreciate it. Welcome back after the holiday break. Thanks for having me. Well, uh, obviously the Emporia State trip up to White Auditorium did not go as planned for you. Uh, a program that you've had a lot of success against. In fact, I think that was your first loss to Emporia State since becoming the head coach. And I know that you were a little bit surprised at, at how that game turned out. Um, what, what do you think was your biggest surprise about, about the, the defeat up there at White Auditorium on Saturday? You know, there are a lot of different areas that kind of caught me off guard. Um, you know, going into, going into that game on Saturday, I felt like we had, uh, you know, a pretty spirited practice on, on Friday and even Thursday after we, we, we came back from playing Wichita State. And we just didn't execute well offensively. Um, where woes I thought defensively for the for the most part you know it it would stand it all it it can it just you didn't have <laughs> right. you didn't have any support you know from your offense our offense didn't generate you know easy looks for our guys and we just we were we were really stagnant and and just uh we didn't play well didn't play well and, it, I, and I was surprised you guys didn't shoot the ball very well from the outside which it's been one of the things that you've been very strong at this year the three-point shooting is I think you were third in the league going into that game and it seemed like there were a lot of off the dribble one-on-one three-point looks which, uh, you know, a lot of times in other games where you've gotten good looks, you guys have moved the ball around, shared, back cuts, yeah. and that's worked very well. And even against Wichita State, when those turned into turnovers, just because Wichita State is so, you know, so darn athletic, you guys were still going to that. How do you try to reemphasize that in practice and, and, and show them on film, you know, hey, this is what we were doing when we were having success in these close games, you know, and, and how do you try to remind them in a game to, to go back to that because sometimes there are there are times in games when teams not just your team but you know you kind of go away from what's working yeah you do um you know and I think we try to as coaches kind of solve that issue try to figure out what's going on and I think a lot of that has to do with just a young group um right now just really fully completely you know understanding and believing in in what we're doing and I think you know, getting off to kind of poor starts, um, you know, our our guys get a little tight, and, and they sure. they want to they want to you know get it all back in one shot. So that's where I think you have a little bit of the one on one that we're not 
we're not accustomed to and, and, and really not our strength. Uh, you know, like you said and mentioned, we're much better when the ball is moving and we're sharing the basketball and kind of a telltale time sign for us or statistic is our assists to turnover, um, you know, margin. Sure. And when we've played really well, that, that margin has been, you know, even or, or we've we've lived in the, you know, on the positive end on the assist to turnover ratio and then when we've struggled um it, it's it's been to the opposite and that's just you know hopefully that's 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 youth and and a bunch of guys just still trying to figure it out well uh, in, when we were coming back coach DePriest was in my van he said you know we're that that you guys we're going to have a meeting on the on a, after you got back and we'll leave that meeting discussion in the locker room but the question I want to ask you is how do you feel like your message was received uh, you know, it's it's um, you you're <laughs> you don't know until until you're back out there on on the floor. But it, understandable. But it, but again, it's it's you know, as a staff, as a group, you know, this is a, I'm convinced that these these guys, these coaches, myself, we want to do the right thing. We want to do it the right way. Uh, we want to win basketball games um, so badly. So you know, there they're willing to to kind of receive the message in my opinion um to to correct some of the things that we're not doing well and and again like i've said all along i'm i'm excited about this group because of the the personalities and the character of these kids like they want to do it the right way so um you know i fully anticipate them to receive that well who are the kinds of players in in this particular group there are a lot of younger guys not a ton of guys you do have some veteran returners who have been through the the rigors before but who are the type of players that you feel like as a head coach you have to lean on to get you through these difficult times you know for us we we just put a huge emphasis and have a big appreciation for those guys that are tough that are consistent uh, that bring it every single day and I think that you know when when you have that and you can rely on those habits when things get get tough it's not necessarily you know rising to the occasion it's more you know relying to on those habits that you've built o- over time and that's that's what who we kind of you know tend to tend to rely on in, in, in those scenarios and those situations and that's we we feel like we we organize and set up our practices in, in that matter that you know in order for you to have success uh you're gonna have to be mentally tough you're gonna have to be physically tough to to help you know build those habits so that when we are in those stressful tight situations those guys can can fall back to their habits the, those i think a couple of those guys ben air comes to mind as one of those guys and, yeah. and the guy that uh i think that i i think that coach Pearson, if he was here, would agree with me. I think that our favorite player that we've ever watched would be the guy that we called the junkyard dog, Kevin Bryant. Yeah. Um, you know, who I think is still the most exciting player. No disrespect yep. to if you're watching Marshawn Blackman, no disrespect to you because you were exciting in a different way. But you know, with Kevin Bryant, you know, you had a guy who uh, you know, would, would to lay out on the floor, and sure. he was all over loose balls, and, and you didn't know what he was going to do next. And I don't know if he's working that way in terms of toughness, but it seems like Joel Boyce is a guy who's willing to to go inside, do the dirty work. He's your leading rebounder. He's going to be on the on the Jetcast here in just a couple of minutes, and we'll have Faith Mason Vestal after that from the women's program. Really excited to talk with her as well. But uh, but what's it been like to to 
get Joel Voice on campus and, and watch him continue to develop after playing in the Jayhawk Conference, averaging 16 a game, and then you know going for double digits a game and, and leading in rebounding this year in the MIAA. Yeah, he he is. You know, you you name some of those guys that have come through the programs that that embody kind of that toughness that that we value. Um, you know, he he's he's in line uh, to join that to join that party um, if he continues to to grow and develop. But you know, first and foremost, he's he's a great young man. Um, he's a competitor. Um, that's what what we love about him and and he's a guy thus far has mixed it up and and has been a big part of what we do and and uh you know i think sky's the limit for him as he continues to develop continues to learn our system i think that's uh the biggest thing for him is just getting comfortable and really having a full understanding of of his role and, and what we expect of him so obviously you've made prob- probably when your career as head coach probably hundreds of road trips out there to, to different venues. Uh, here on, on this Wednesday, as people are watching this, you guys are, are departing for Claremore, getting set for the Northeast Oklahoma Swing. What's the biggest difference for you this year into this unknown of a road trip in the middle of a pandemic and and making this road trip under some different conditions than than you're used to and 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 how do you how have you and the coaching staff kind of tried to game plan with Cam the trainer about how to keep guys together obviously you know to keep them safe and and also obviously put them in the in the right frame of mind to to perform on Thursday and then again on Saturday in Tahlequah. Yeah, I mean, any road trip, there's a lot of planning that goes into it. And I think this year, um, you know, it's it's even more as far <laughs> sure. as just trying to be as detailed as possible um, down to every minute as far as, you know, wh- where we're going to eat, you know, what we're getting, you know, when, you know, all those different details that you normally have, but like really trying to be precise and yet again, have the the mind frame of of keeping them safe during this pandemic, as far as the social distancing goes and the mask wearing and things that we're starting to get accustomed to. Um, but again, I, I hope I hope not. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not planning to get. Right. I'm not planning to get accustomed to. Right, it. but um, you know, for, for for the most part, we you know we'll go out and we'll kind of navigate through this trip and, and and work closely with our training staff to make sure that you know we are we're keeping our kids safe at the end of the day and then yet and still preparing them to have success on the floor and that's that's kind of the mindset and this this is the first time so again there has to be a little bit of flexibility that goes into that um as well and and they have to understand that and probably more so me as a coach I have to be able to deal with that also. So that's, um, you know, that's what we're preparing for. Well, I know that a lot of times that uh, the Claremore Chick-fil-A has been a popular stop, at least with the women's team. And, you know, when when you're lined up for food, there's not a lot of social distancing right. possible in those yeah. restaurants. Uh, let's talk a little bit about Rogers State X's and O's wise, a team that finished in the top 25 last year, was their best finish ever as an NCAA Division II program. And you've been, you know, kind of in the trenches against coach Barkley for a number of years gone back and forth and 
uh, a team that finished tied for second in the MIAA last year, but has not quite had the success that I'm sure that they were expecting. And another team that is looking to bounce back and, and prove something as you both try to make that top eight this year. What do you look forward to uh, with the challenge for your team in Claremore against the Hillcats and then having to turn that around against the Riverhawks of NSU on Saturday? Yeah, it's, um, you know, anytime that you play Roger State, you know that they're going to play extremely hard. They're going to be well coached. Um, you know, it's going to be physical. So we we have to, you know, prepare for that, uh, prepare for that and, and uh, you know, try to try to match and exceed uh, their energy and enthusiasm level level and execution. So that's kind of the preparation and, and the message to our guys is, hey, look, this is going to be an absolute dogfight. It's going to be extremely physical and Roger State is going to play hard. You know, that's that's going to be a given. So for us, we got to understand that going into the game and 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 again, prepare to do that and we feel like we do the same thing as well so it's going to be I think there's a lot of similarities in the two teams um, you know and then from there we go to Northeastern State which is uh, you know going to be another you know another tough uh, another tough game like this is just how the league is set (laughs) up so you know no no nights off Um, you know you have to be mentally locked in every single night and and if you're not and and you're not sure about what we're doing um, then then it's not going to work you know and so that's what we uh we're, we're preparing our guys for we're preparing them for for this this trip and and to be mentally locked in and to be together and and to be tough Newman Jets on the road at Rogers State and Northeastern State. You can watch the games on the MIAA Network. Next one, Thursday against the Hillcats, 5.30. 5.30 for the tip-off, and they'll have all the links for you on the schedule at newmanjets.com uh, to listen and to uh, watch the game on the MIAA Network. So follow along also on the live stats. Download that Newman Jets app. You can keep track on your phone, Google Play, or the App Store. Coach R.J. Allen and the men's basketball team heading off to Rogers state coach thanks a lot appreciate it thank you joel L. boyce is joining me next the south american joining this jet team the jets leading rebounder and he joins me next fact is every insurance company hopes you drive safely but allstate actually helps you drive safely with DriveWise. it lets you know when you go too fast and brake too hard with feedback to help you drive safer giving you the power to actually lower your cost unfortunately you can't do anything about that now that you know the truth, are you in good hands? Check out your Allstate agent here in Wichita, Mike Light, at 316-684-0121. Thank you to Don Lear Construction, proud supporter of Newman Athletics. Newman men are returning to action coming up on Thursday and Saturday this week. Going to Rogers State and also Northeastern State. Joining me is a junior forward on the men's basketball team from Georgetown, Guyana. A junior forward averaging 13 points, leads the Jets seven rebounds a game. Joel Boyce is on the JetCast. Uh, Joel, first of all, welcome to the show, and thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me up here. Well, obviously, you have been playing very well over this stretch here. I know that the Emporia State game was not what you guys wanted to put out there on last Saturday. Uh, how, have, how have you and the team kind of reflected and, and tried to rebound from that loss in your game prep this week as you get set for another tough road trip to Northeast Oklahoma? Yeah, we definitely spoke about ways to recover. Um, we had individual meetings. We had team meetings. And we realized some of our problems weren't just basketball. 
but personal. We had to address those issues before we could address them on a basketball court. How difficult is it? I mean, I don't want to ask about, you know, the personal stuff. That's that's for you guys. It's not for, you know, everybody out there. But, you know, how difficult is I'll just ask you generally, how difficult is it when you've got a personal issue, no matter what it is? It can be a family issue, academics, you know, a girlfriend, how, however, you know, whatever is going on in your life. How difficult is it to, to try to put that aside when you're when you're trying to play and work as a team? It's very tough because this issue, a lot of the times you want to forget about it when you're on the court, but that don't, that don't necessarily happen because you're still in those issues and you got to handle basketball, but it's tough. And as student athletes, like it's our job to be able to let those things go and come prepared and give this 100% because this is – like our jobs. Like how, how do you how do you uh, overcome the difficulty of turning that kind of momentum around? Obviously, when you have positive momentum like you did against Central Oklahoma, and you guys did a great job of carrying that momentum through, what do you think is the key when you get some negative momentum like Emporia State and, and trying to stop their run a little earlier? Uh, what's the difficulty in trying to to, to shut their run down a little bit quicker and, and give you guys maybe less of a hole to try to overcome? The difficulty we have is that we want to win so bad. Of course. So when we see that we're starting down and things are getting rough, we don't stay positive because we want we want to win so bad. It's like this burning desire to win. But we need to change our mentality a little bit and know that one person – or hero basketball can win games. Just you gotta get to the top of the mountain by going up step by step. You can't just jump from the bottom and find a way to the top and in I, a fast manner. And I don't think you you give yourself you guys quite enough credit because there have been other games that you've been down in. You guys are down pretty big to Missouri Southern, down by twenty one, I think, yes. just a couple minutes in. And that's a that's a one possession game in the last minute. You guys have you know, God, if I remember right, God, there's only been seven games, but it seems like there's been a hundred, which is good because I love basketball. Yeah, it seems like that's the game. David Javorski has a shot top of the circle to go to overtime and a good look coming out of a timeout. Yes. So you guys have been down another game, so you've you've shown that you can do it. You know, before, but it, it's I guess it's it's hard to have to put the pressure on yourself to do that every game, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. So some games we do have to come up being that team that goes up 10, 15, so we can sort of give ourselves a cushion. Joel Boyce is my guest. Now, you came here from Allen County Community College. So first question for you, Wichita, a little bit different than where old Allen County is. <laughs> How have you adjusted to life here in Wichita? Obviously, with the uh, the pandemic and things, uh, it's not quite as fun as maybe it could otherwise be. But what's it been like here trying to transition to Wichita? Well, other than basketball, I'm just a big foodie. Like, I love going to good food places, and Wichita definitely has a lot of those. So it's been a great transition yeah. from, from Iola to here because they have a lot more food places here. Yeah, DeAndre Johnson is, is apparently a bit of a foodie. Is there is there one restaurant that, that's gotten gotten your attention since you've moved here? Hogwild Barbecue. Hogwild Pit Barbecue. A long time uh, Reader's Choice Award winner for Barbecue Wichita Eagle. So uh, Hogwild is definitely a popular spot down here. Uh, How did you end up at Allen County Community College? And uh, last year, I think 16 points per game. The Red Devils were, I think, one game over 500. You guys were pretty competitive. Jayhawks, a really tough conference in junior college basketball. So you've kind of moved from 
one of the toughest JUCO conferences to one of the toughest D2 conferences. You've been playing the best competition of both levels. How did you end up as a Red Devil? So I had a coach that I knew, and we had a really good relationship. And um, I realized I, I want to be coached under this guy, and I just came to Allen. Georgetown, Guyana is Joel's hometown, uh, which is in the northern, if you're not as brushed up on your geography, it's in the northern, the very northern tip of, of South America. Uh, when did you come to the United States? Are you a citizen? And, and what was that transition like moving from Guyana to the U.S.? Well, I came here in 2009 with my family. My dad was here 10 years earlier. And it was great it was fun coming from a third world country everything in america is better so um we had to transition you know the food wasn't as good as back home <laughs> but i mean i got used to it but everything was better the school and the health care the community everything was a lot different now social studies has been something one of my favorite subjects in schools but not something at least when i was in educate my education here was something that was getting de-emphasized so maybe my social studies are not as good. I know that Georgetown is the capital of Guyana. Yes. But um, give me your favorite uh, dish from Guyana that we don't have here in the States. Because I, I, I have to admit, I'm not brushed <laughs> up on my Guyana food options. What's your favorite dish? If you had something at the boys' household, you wanted to make some traditional home cooking, reminding you of back home, what would you make? It'll be pepper pot. Probably, what is? Can you describe that? It's like a black stew with beef and oxtails. And you, okay. And you eat it with bread. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that sounds I like beef and oxtail. That sounds pretty good. Um, so you moved here to the states, and I think that Alan had your American hometown as Queens, New York. Is that correct? Yeah. What was that like, knowing that your dad? is you know often a different country and you have to spend so much time apart but you know that he's you know trying to, to provide uh, an avenue for you and your family to to come to america for for different and better opportunities well fortunately because he was working over here and the exchange rate is different like when he was sending us money he did he took care of us for all the years we were down there we lived really good like i didn't live as bad as people in the pure, poor community poor communities we lived in a good community we went to private school we ate well so life was great how difficult was it just to be apart and you know not be able to to play catch or kick the soccer ball around with him at the end of the day yeah it was tough it was tough it was tough but as time go went along over here we reconnected and we got a great relationship now fantastic joel boyce is a junior forward from georgetown guyana time for your question chain question from your new other new partner in crime brandon bunn you guys have kind of been two of the leaders two of the new players on this team and he wanted to know what do you feel like is the most difficult thing about playing basketball here at newman um Winning, <laughs> winning at this winning level is, tough. is not easy. It's, it's not, not easy, and I can tell you, it's it's not easy for anybody here at this level. That that is for sure. You've got the Northeast Oklahoma swing coming up here. Rogers State on Thursday and Northeastern State on Saturday. You weren't here last year. Rogers State is an old Heartland Conference rival. Jets have been playing for over a decade. And they were they finished in the top twenty five last year. They've been struggling a little bit to to kind of 
parlay their momentum this season, but they finished second in the league last year, tied for second. Uh, swept into the Jets last year. Uh, really good program uh, with, with Coach Barkley there. Uh, and then Northeastern State, a very close loss down there in Tahlequah. Uh, that might have been overtime game last year, but it was very close last year in Northeastern uh, Oklahoma. So final question for you, uh, how do you guys turn things around here and, and how do you approach your first road trip as a team this year uh, going away, staying as a team in hotels for a couple of days, be a new experience for you guys. Well, we all establish that when you go on the road, we got to stick together because us versus the other team and the fans and sometimes the referees. And um, <laughs> that's right. And we got to play harder because we're not at home. We're not in our comfort zone. So a lot of the shots that we that we make at home we're probably not going to make away because the rims are different the depth perception and stuff like that so when we play harder that kind of make make up and we stick together those things that are against us like we could deal with that because we're playing harder away and we're sticking together more away and we're going to put a an emphasis in those things when we go on this trip joel boyce forward on this team leading rebounder 13 points per game only about seven games in his jet career but quickly becoming one of the leaders for the navy and red good luck on that trip okay thank you appreciate it faith mason vestal will join me next as we wrap up the Jetcast right after this hey boss the backhoe was stolen from the valley job great and our computers were hacked last night and they got some of our clients information seriously and your wife called. She said the dead tree you were supposed to tear down fell on your neighbor's roof. Ah, what am I going to do? I'd call Eck Agency. They're great at providing insurance solutions to protect your business, work comp, home, and autos before these things happen. Call or text Eck Agency at 316-303-1905 or visit eckagency.com. Great performances on the court do not happen without great support off the court. That's why Newman Athletics is excited to announce the opening of its new Aviator Club. We invite you to join us in the important mission of supporting the Jets. You can make a huge difference in the lives of our 300 student-athletes by signing up for one of the four club levels. Becoming a member is easy and will have a great impact on Newman Athletic Facilities, recruiting, and more. Plus, memberships come with privileges like game passes, discounts at the new online Jet Store, special events, and much, much more. So join today by clicking on the Aviator Club on our website, newmanjets.com. And as always, thanks for your support of Newman University Athletics. Wrapping up the JetCast, episode number 30, talking women's basketball. They return to action on Thursday this week. They got a, the Northeast Oklahoma swing coming up. Rogers State and Northeastern State. We are joined by a junior from Rockwall, Texas, Faith Mason Vestal, averaging 10 points, three rebounds a game, and also shooting 90% from the line. Uh, this is your highest points per game average at any point in your career. So congratulations on that. Thank you. I know for you, this has kind of got to be a feeling of, you know, former Heartland Conference freshman of the year, the last. Kind of was like eight to 11 games of that freshman season. 
you really started to put some games together, get some scoring, get rebounding. How does it feel to kind of be back, or do you feel like you're kind of back to being that faith? Yeah, I feel like it's really, it's been a struggle, especially like mentally, coming back from that my second ACL tear. So it feels really good just to get out there and like have trust in my knee and like just like have strength and be able to like push myself on the court. So that was your second one. Yeah, I that was my did, second did, one. You had one in high school? Yeah, my sophomore year. Okay, I, I had no idea yeah. that that was your second one. What's your feeling like right now compared to last year? Obviously, last year you were, uh, as they say, chomping at the bit to try to get back. And I remember talking with you last year on the podcast, and you basically – you know, bugged Cam about it every single day until he let you play again. Um, so how much more confidence do you feel like you have this year compared to last year? A lot. Um, last year was actually a pretty big struggle for me, both with like the physical aspect of it, like just the pain of like going through both of them. Like it's just a lot of tendonitis, a lot of like stuff going on, a lot of swelling. Um, and just mentally like trusting myself and knowing that I can like go out there and do better. So, so was yeah. it the same knee that you injured or is it the, it's the different one? A different uh, one. The other one. Well, yeah. yeah. So, so you've got a total of no good knees now is what you're saying? <laughs> Zero. Um, do you, so you still have the knee brace on the one you just injured. Do you mm-hmm. feel like at some point you'll get rid of that or? I think it's just kind of um, being nervous about it because I can, I can definitely take it off by now. It's been a year, but it's just kind of like a crutch that I'm kind of leaning sure. on just to be sure, you know? Oh, of, of course. Yeah. So 10 points per game. And as I said, uh, this is the highest your average has ever been. Not that you've had, you have had stretches where you've averaged 10 points over a stretch, but at any point in a season, you've never had a 10 points per game average. How does that strength and confidence in your knee help you to perform offensively? Um, I think especially with the MIAA, these really big girls down the paint, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was very do. hard last year to like post up and to even guard because my knee was just like, it was hurting. It wasn't strong enough. So this year, I think that I'm able to like just get strength behind myself and be confident, be able to go up with strength. So we're talking with Faith Mason Vestal, junior forward on this Newman women's basketball team. You talk about that rehab and the and the pain that you went through. You know how hard did you have to work to put yourself in a position to have the success that you're having this year? Well, this summer, one big thing that I had to work on and I'm still working on is just the gaining of muscle and gaining of weight sure. because that was a big struggle last year and even the beginning of this year because down low, you really have to have like a lot of weight to throw around in order to make those shots and to get past people. So that's one of the biggest things that I've been trying to work on. Well, you're, you are not the, you know, there are some, there's some big girls in the MIAA. You look at uh, Nebraska Carney, who, who had a, a real big post player, Missouri Southern had some huge post players and I know that there are going to be others that you're that you're facing against and uh you know th- is, is there a difference can you feel the difference sense the difference i know that love at christian has always had some players like this for sure but compared to the rest of the heartland it certainly seems like there's a, a different level of physicality uh, that you've been dealing with these last couple of years oh yeah it's like a whole different beast the miaa <laughs> like <laughs> i've never seen any like post players like this like just big girls strong and like also they're competitive like most times in high school and in the heartland they'd have big girls but they wouldn't be like strong and like be able to finish through things but these girls here have skill so yeah the, difference. They, they, they've got some talent here in this league i'm telling you folks um we kind of try to use these jet casts as a way to kind of bring you inside the program show you things you can't see and, and maybe get to things that i couldn't get to during a play-by-play broadcast help you get to know the players coaches a little bit better they're more than just basketball players and something that i didn't know about faith until this offseason is that she's 
kind of a multi-talented artist. We'll get to the second way in just a second, but uh, first of all, uh, you are a painter, which I had no idea about. Um, it was featured on the Newman Women's Basketball Twitter account. You can go to Newman Jets WBB on Twitter. It happened back this summer, um, but there was an article in Fathom Magazine, and it's titled, Sir, Your Wife is Going to Jail, uh, penned by Brandon Vestal, as I'm, I'm assuming is your dad. Yeah. And it's about uh, a black woman who is going to jail. It's a fantastic read. Just Google, Sir, Your Wife is Going to Jail in Fathom Magazine, and you will find it. And you said the painter, the painting represents the struggle that your mom faced and overcame by being black in America. Uh, first of all, how did you pick up painting? It, the, the artwork is tremendous, by the okay. way. You're extremely talented. But how did you pick up painting? And, and what do you, are, are you majoring in art here at, at Newman? You know, how, do you do it in your free time? How did you kind of pick it up? And what do you enjoy about painting? Yeah, so in high school, I, I mean, I never really was super into it until I had a really great art teacher. Okay. And she really just like kind of showed me like the ways and like how I can just like express myself through that. And I really never had anything except for basketball to express myself in. So it was really nice to have like an outlet. Sure. Um, so yeah, that's so the, so there's how the painting. Mm -hmm. how, how what did you you know how did you conjure up the I guess um, I guess the motivation from your mom who is black. And uh, and for those of you reading the article, the the dad, her dad is white, and he's the one, he's the one who actually wrote the article. So the article is from his perspective, looking at the situation where uh, your mom is going to jail, as they say in the article. How did you conjure up the motivation to to kind of draw this piece, and 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 how did that whole situation make you feel, and and how did your mom feel when you when you kind of showed it to her, said you know this this is about you. Yeah, the whole experience was pretty, like, traumatic for me. Oh, of course. Because um, before that, I had kind of a view of the world of, like, everything is, like, daisies, sunshine, or whatever. And that night, um, whenever we got pulled over and she got taken to jail, it just kind of, like, stirred something inside of me to see, like, there is, like, racial injustice in the world. And, like, um, my mom, like, someone who I look up to will be seen as just a black woman and not as who she is, you know? And so I just kind of painted that so I can, like, convey that there's so much thing, so many things that we need to work on in this country and in the world. Um, so yeah, that's kind of why I did it. Well, if, if you were president, let's say you're president Faith Mason Vestal, <laughs> which doesn't seem that far-fetched to me, you know, what, are, do you, what, how, do, how would you help American society? Obviously, this is a, you know, the issue of, of social injustice is an issue that's, I'm sure, I'm sure it's prevalent in every country. I don't travel the world that much. I'm not, I'm not an Abbey George, so I can't speak to other countries, <laughs> but specifically in America, what do you think can happen? What can we do as a society? What, and, and really it's, it's your generation, you know, that's going to be tasked with solving this. What do you feel like your generation can do is when you are coming out of, of Newman and colleges and moving into the workforce to try to help make it a more equitable society? Um, in my opinion, I think that hate comes from a sense of being scared. So maybe if we like integrate more communities together and like just diversify like different communities, I think that it'll do a lot better, especially like as young kids, because as kids, you're not you're not born like, you know, racist or you're not born. Prejudiced. Totally agree. So um, just maybe getting those kids who are born in like certain communities to vi diversify with other communities so that they can learn that, oh, they're just the same as me. You know, F fantastic. Like I said, Faith Mason Vestal is multi-talented as uh, 
this is, has been the gift that's, that keeps on giving. If you have not watched Off the Radar on the Newman YouTube for the women's basketball team, you need to go do that. Um, but I also did not know that you are an aspiring TikTok viral star. Um, what, what is it about TikTok or, you know, back in my day, they were called Vines, you know, back when we had that. Um, what, what do you like about TikTok? I don't know. I just want to be seen on something. I don't have to go like famous. I don't have to get a whole bunch of followers. I just want one video to get like a whole bunch of likes, a whole bunch of views. I don't know why. It just seems like. Well, so uh, the uh, on the off the radar, they were asked who is the most likely to go viral, and several teammates did not say you. You were not pleased. And I think hurtful. that you, I think that you are the only person in the history of the Jets YouTube channel to actually curse during a show. Now they they, bleep, <laughs> they did bleep it out, so it is safe safe for your families. But um, wh- why were you uh, why were you so hurt and disappointed by your teammates not picking you? I don't know. I was just very offended. I felt like I had the best running to becoming the um <laughs> the next famous TikTok star. But it's okay. Bailey also is pretty good at TikTok. Somebody so a couple okay. said. That, that they thought you and Bailey together, which a- after having Bailey on, Bailey doing, you know, her animal noises. Oh, no. And, and you doing some dance in the background. Maybe that's maybe that's the combination. I, I don't know. I can see it. Well, uh, let's go ahead and get to your question chain question. This is from Abby George. So Abby George's question for you is, how did you overcome your ACL injury, you know, physically, mentally? That's what she, I, we kind of already covered that, but what would you tell Abby about trying to overcome your injury? Honestly, I really don't really know how I got through all of that stuff because literally every day when I was waking up, like swollen knees, like in pain, having to go to practice and games, I honestly thought like multiple times, like, is this worth it? Like, Were, were you I, in daily pain? Oh, for sure. How, how bad? I mean, I've never suffered that kind of knee injury. I have had a knee injury and, and there is pain. Mm-hmm. You know, how bad was that pain trying to, you know, especially because it's not like you have the pain. When I had it, you know, I was sitting at home yeah. playing video games, <laughs> watching, you know, TV. You're actually out there. You're trying to play. How painful was it last year? I feel like it's the actual playing and getting back into it was way more painful than the surgery and then everything else because it just lasts for so long. And like once one knee starts feeling better, the other one starts hurting because I'm putting so much pressure on it. It shows like a constant struggle, but I'm I'm actually really, really glad that I got through it because now I'm where I am and I can like contribute to the team in the way I am right now. Well, I know that Michaela Hayes had been your your best friend on the team. Looks like she still is by your reaction. Um, But I'm wondering maybe if Abby George is actually your favorite player on the team <laughs> because whenever Abby's in the game you know th- there's a decision tree that Abby has and the first one is is faith in the game is is she open throw her the ball yeah she loves to throw you the ball <laughs> how does that make you feel when you've got a, a senior out there and you're her first offensive option she always wants to get you involved and get you in the post and get you the ball you know down there in the painted area where you like to get it how does that make you feel when when abby you know is trying to throw you the ball so much every game yeah she's just such an encourager and she gives me so much confidence like when she's in the game i know that she trusts me and i know that she knows that i can go score so it's just like a really big boost to everyone's confidence she's just a super good encourager for everyone on the team well final question for you road trip coming up Uh, i know that you guys have been really great 
great defensively over the this first seven game stretch offensively in a couple of games it's been a struggle throughout the entire year Rogers State and Northeastern State we're going to assume that you're still going to play good defense I'm assuming that coach Spence isn't letting up on the defensive drills in practice Um, how do you guys take the next step with your offense to try to put a few more points on the board and take a little bit of the pressure off of your defense in the half court Um, I think for us, it's definitely those shooters out um, on the perimeter. Sometimes they second guess themselves, but we all know that they can shoot like Michaela Hayes, Braxton Stewart. We all know they can make those. So uh, I think just having confidence in that and like just keep telling them to shoot and keep going because we need to get those threes up. (laughs) Faith Mason Vestal, uh, if if this is the end of the interview, if you want to plug a TikTok account, this is the time to do it. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> it's okay. Not, not quite ready to go viral, but, but that's all right. Uh, Rogers State, the game is at 5.30 on Thursday at the Claremore Expo Center, and you can watch that game on the MIAA Network. Faith, good luck, and good luck with your TikTok career as Thank well. you so much. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another show. We're talking wrestling next week. We'll also have the Olding Ball Coach on next week. That's the plan for episode 31. So until then, like Crip saying, go Jets.